0: The entertainment channel as well ryan mcdaniel here joined by charles jones we had him on a couple weeks ago uh great fun on a podcast that we did uh now we're talking a little bit more about what's going on in the world with the protests racism uh, 2020 in general with covid19 and later at the end we'll 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 talk a little NBA since we didn't plan for that. That's just popped up out of nowhere. That we're getting basketball back, but we're going to first start off talking about this last week, and I'm going to let Charles lead the discussion here. Charles, uh, how have you been? I've
1: been good, Rhino. I've been I've been real good, real good.
0: So looking at this week, with we've kind we kind of discussed this in texting back and forth and what's been going yeah, on yeah. uh i just what are what are your thoughts I,
1: yeah um you know what i you know they tell us in the military you know they don't want to get involved in you know um, I, how how should i say it's in the military it's it's like a certain code where you don't you can't violate you know uh you can't violate regimes they don't want you getting too much involved in, you know, in these kind of affairs or so to speak. But me, I'ma speak over I'ma speak up regardless and you know, I'm gonna voice my opinion. You know, because I feel like if I'm serving the country, I should always, you know, be able to give my opinion on how, you know, things go in that nature. But uh, with with everything that's going on, as far as the riots and the protests it's, there's peace, peaceful protests and then, then, you know, of course, there's the unpeaceful protests which become riots, which you might as well say are riots. And, uh, as far as the loom goes, I don't agree with the loom, but, that's, that's like a minor issue compared to what's, what's really at play, you know, really going on to play here. Yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's just racism. as a whole, just the racism. And that's how, that's how I say I I start I started off. Like, I necessarily don't agree with the loom, but I can definitely understand the protesting. They're protesting against what happened because what happened to George Floyd was was really wrong,
0: yeah. Beyond
1: wrong. It was just it was just violent evil, man. Like violent evil. And you actually got you actually got people that want to defend what the what the cops did, or you know, it's just it's just plain plain evil. It's 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 idiocy idi- idi- idiocracy. I don't. I don't know. This. That's
0: definitely what it is. You bring up. You bring up something about the riding and looting, and I have this as something that I've, I've kind of thought about in, in the day. In the day seeing what's going on with the riding and looting. I compare it to kind of this as you know, in all walks of life, whether you're young or old, we all there's times where we want somebody's attention. And yes, this,
1: and this is this is getting you know this is getting their attention. The whole world is it's actually getting the whole world's attention because we this happens all the time, but it's the magnitude that it happened this time, and this and is how it happened. This wasn't like the old, this you know they went and actually shot him or they had had his hands up. This is like just four cops, you know, kneeling on the man, just kneeling on him, already handcuffed, like he. He wasn't able to do anything, man. And, you know, just to sit there and barely just, you know, ram your knee to his neck. And the man's crying out for his, you know, crying out for his dead mom. That's just plain sad to see and disgraceful.
0: Uh, Talking about the cops, I just seen it's reported where the three other officers were charged. They were officially charged today.
1: Yeah, yeah, because how I look at it, how I look at it, that's, that's, uh, that's manslaughter. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, for for everyone involved, it's manslaughter. But of course, not the witnesses because they're the ones that were doing the law-abiding thing. You know, I I mean, if you could put that in quotation marks, law-abiding, but you know, just standing there and, and literally witnessing it happen. But yeah, the, for the for the cops, that's that's manslaughter. That is that is pure manslaughter.
0: And I believe they also increased the charge of the fo- of. The guy who, was arrested, guy who was arrested, the cop, uh, they increased the charge to second degree, uh, and it was third degree murder at first. It,
1: yeah, it was it was murder nonetheless. Definitely just murder, murder, murder in general. But back to the point on where you saying where where you had started, where you stated that it was, um, you know, this is getting the worst attention. It's because you can. It's, it's sort of like if you if you're a bully and you're picking on someone that you you know you you critique at or you think of just just lesser just a lesser person or they're lower than you it's like you you pick on them and pick on them and then when they come when they end up being the school shooters they were quiet for so long but when they finally did something everyone's like oh wow wow like we didn't see this coming you you know what i mean but kind of like if you put a if you corner a cat into a corner you better believe that the cat is going to find a way to get out their corner Hmm. And that's really what that's really what happened. That's really what happened.
0: I guess let's kind of put a Charlottesville perspective on this too, and get a little perspective because I know there's been a couple protests that have gone gone on. Uh, and and
1: peace and you know peaceful protests, right? No looting, no no destroying local businesses, which I see why 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 you know people are mad talking about. You don't have to destroy the communities, but but. To me it's 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 like saying all these places getting destroyed, they can be rebuilt. They can be real rebuilt. I don't I don't agree with the loon, but I see see how people want to make the statement by, you know, just destroying these buildings and stuff. And
0: it's like buildings can be rebuilt, but life can't be given it back. Going more into this, uh you had to do something sometimes drastic to get somebody's attention to kinda of grab it and hold it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. For sure. And these definitely have they've grabbed the attention and uh you've you've been seeing not only peaceful protests here but peaceful protests uh throughout this country. You're seeing protests going out throughout this world. I know there's some in France and yeah and
1: the, and the thing about these peaceful protests are they like they're peaceful protests and and the cops some of the cops still getting involved still you know you know just like still doing like low-down dirty stuff while they're protesting not riot actually just peaceful protesting and as you know not just african americans black people but americans are, are just sick of it in general like you go on all social, you go on all your social media where it's facebook or instagram and believe me scrolling on scroll my instagram all i'm seeing from everyone no matter what color no what no matter what color their skin is it's it's black lives matter you know, it's Black Lives Matter, or like Blackout Tuesday, mm-hmm. and people get so worked up. They're getting so worked up that you know, it's like they want to claim all lives matter. No one's not saying that all lives matter, but it's 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 like at this point, the perspective is on Black Lives Matter because that's what that's what's being targeted right now, these Black lives. Mm-hmm. So I don't see no problem with this mo with this movement
0: about the all lives matter part that's a good point because yes all lives do matter but right now and all lives cannot matter until black lives matter that's that's the facts right now is that if you're looking at it and what's been going on that what what's been going on with with black people with the pain suffering all this stuff for years to come for years
1: Yes, and and that's that's another point I wanted to get to To I know it's like I I, I seen this on I don't know if it was on Instagram or or uh it was a it was a forum online that I was on about you know, about the George Floyd case and, and everything with the rioting and protesting. And uh it was saying like how how they they hate the all this rioting and stuff is going on or stuff is out of order or they feel like we're the animals, you know, as far as black black people, you know, you know what I mean. Rising and different stuff like this but it's like it's like my you know black people African Americans have been were oppressed for you know like 400 years straight you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like it was going
0: on for the longest one thing that's been kind of bugging me about all this is especially you know I guess switching on over to the reaction from the government and all this stuff and Trump is, is basically seeing what Trump did the other night with the tear gas.
1: I, I, I see heard I seen that as well, yes. And and that that's ridiculous. And going to that going to that point, you know, being in the army or like National Guard, most of the states are getting activated. So if you know the state which I'm in National Guard for, which is Arkansas, you know, if they get activated as a chance I could be, you know, called up to go you know, go to the borders or whatnot or be there when people are protesting. And, you know, in the state of Arkansas and whatnot, but I'm not going to, you know, shoot rubber bullets, shoot rubber bullets at people, especially, you know, especially you know, you know, like my my people, black people in general, when mm-hmm. they're protesting for a good cause. You can't sit there and you and look look them in the eyes and just, you know, actually do that when you see what they're protesting the cause
0: for. I saw a little graphic on how you're supposed to shoot them, and the way that you're seeing a lot of. uh, police officers shooting them. It's it's like head on. From what I've seen on social media is that, you know, there's been some damage to some people. People have gotten seriously hurt. People have gotten eyes taken out. Yes, yes.
1: Speaking on that, it it was a uh, photo going around on Instagram that people were sharing about, uh, you know, a girl that got shot point blank in her eyes, wasn't, you know, doing anything, just peaceful protesting. Mm Mm-hmm no looting any of them got hit and and some guy some guy on, on the Facebook stats he even shared the picture and he was like he's like uh, you should be ready to accept the consequences when you want to be you know violent when you want to be violent idiots and you know it's just a real big big post that was he basically got the heat for it and it was just it was just so sad and you know so sad and idiotic of it or that whole post even even when we are being even when we're being peaceful, it's still they still want to make it seem like we're just being
0: a threat. The thing with Trump and him holding the Bible and him for that photo op in the church, I'm just going to say point blank, that guy did not look like he knew how to hold the Bible. With, yeah. I come from a religious family. You do as well. We know that that's not how people hold the Bible. People who hold the Bible yeah. like that, or probably once I haven't opened it.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, you could hold the Bible anyway, way, but how you how you live your life it just it just shows if you if you know if you take any morals or teachings or lessons from the Bible. Well, I wouldn't even say how you hold the Bible, but like how you carry how you just carry yourself in in, in general with you know it show
0: if you actually believe in morals from the Bible and whatnot. You know. Uh, Talking about that, and how you're holding yourself up, and I've been thinking a lot, a lot about you know, basically the power of the presidency is being abused right now. That there's no leadership right now.
1: I don't even think Trump is going to get the second term. I don't either. I, I just really don't see it happening. I think he's, I think he's done with his presidential
0: run. I, I think so as well. And with him, uh, with the whole situation handling COVID. And and then you have the murder of George Floyd and basically days after and him basically saying looting and we'll start the shooting and all this stuff. But has he even
1: did he even take into initiative to you know, really speak up on what happened to George Floyd? I, I I you know, I haven't seen any, you know I haven't seen anything.
0: I don't recall know, anything. We, I mean
1: we know we know President Obama the first day that you know that they happen. He was real, you know, real, he was real, uh, avid on his, on the social media platforms. Mm-hmm. You see people that actually have big platforms, you know, they're, uh, they're actually using them, sharing the video, everything. He, Justin Bieber, you know, that's just one of the names, like, I see that the weekend he literally paid a, fo- a foundation, you know, uh, like he's basically paid over $500,000 to them foundations. He's literally posting his receipts and everything, and it's like using using his platform, encouraging like all the big uh, all the big music inv- investors and uh, you know that they that he partners with, like Spotify, Sony Music, all that Republic, just 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 you know, it's like basically you know basically telling them you know to, to speak up, speak up on the matter, like be heard, don't just sit in the dark. Yeah, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that a lot of a lot of artists, a lot of just just a lot of big big branded people are using their platforms to show that they genuinely care. Right. Some and a lot of them are even out there, you know, in a protest in a protest with us.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, you're you're like saying I apply I
1: like I applaud Nick Cannon. I applaud Nick Cannon severely for what he's doing. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, you made a good point. You have a platform, you have a voice, find a way to use it. Whether it's going out in the protests, whether it's donating to foundations uh, that are out there. I know there's several links out there, whether, or whether it's signing petitions or doing something. Doing something positive in this movement is positive something if you got a voice you got a platform you need to use it and if you don't you're failing basically you're failing what what you're trying to do what you were given that platform for you need if you got a platform you got a voice do something about it speak out um the, the leadership and the power that the lack of that we've seen And I go back to one of my favorite fantasy stories and think about to a podcast. I believe this was brought up to and talking more so talking about leadership, but I think you can apply this to power as well. And a lack of that. We're seeing it right now that usually that the ones that seek power and leadership are probably ones that will abuse it and want too much of it. But yes, Yes, but, but usually the ones that don't tend to have it thrust upon them, and they know and they know it well, and they use it well, or or they don't need they don't care about the power in general. They're,
1: that's like the least. That's like the least. That's the least of their concerns.
0: Right. If if they know how to use it, it they genuinely care and they want to see some good happen in the world. They want to see. Good change happen in the world. They're not going to care about how much power they have. They just want to make sure that we are going to find a way to get things done and get things done right. Uh, it's it, and I'll point this out. I just mercy the movie that just came out. I, believe, I haven't
1: gotten a chance to chance to see it. I'm with Michael B. Jordan, right? Right. I'm a, I'm going to uh, definitely check it out. I'm going to definitely check it
0: out. Well, the good thing, uh, well, the good thing here is I believe Warner Brothers, who was the producer uh, of, of the film, uh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, is uh, for I believe I don't know if it's for the whole month of June, uh, or if it's for a few days, but they said on all digital platforms it's going to be free to rent. I didn't hesitate. I went out and rented the movie. Talk about you mentioned Michael B. Jordan. The guy was phenomenal in this.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to, uh, ch- I'm definitely going to check it out. Especially if they're they're letting you rent it for free and whatnot. Oh yeah, and Michael B. Jordan, he he's an awesome actor. He everything everything he touches is gold, man. It,
0: it is like, I I watched Creed the other day. That was on and I. I found Hulu, and I found Creed Two was on there, so I did a little double feature. I know it comes back to one of our favorite franchises with the MCU and Black Panther is Killmonger. Oh yeah, that's
1: that's one is big. That's that is like one of his biggest roles. Yeah, to date by far. You see him, you know, they see him in movies. Maybe see see him in Creed and be like, oh, that's Killmonger. And you know, if you're watching, you're watching uh Black Panther, you will probably be like, oh, that's Creed. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just a takeaway.
0: Uh, I'll say this about yeah. the Monger character. I've always thought that, it, it, going back from Black Panther, this guy, it, what he said, he wasn't wrong in what he was saying.
1: Yes, it's just, But well, then again, it was how he's abusing that power. You don't have to go to war, but definitely, especially, you know, as African Americans, black people, we definitely understood what he was saying we definitely understood story, we definitely understood what he was saying where his philosophy or his beliefs we definitely understood that it's just it's we can't even understand his, his motives but but then again you just seen that his his motives were you know even even then his motives turned into you know you know bad intentions mhm once it boiled
0: down to it the movie in general Watching that, of course, if you don't know, uh, Michael B. Jordan plays Brian Stevenson. You got Jamie Fox playing Walter McMillan, a man who was wrongly accused for murder of an 18-year-old woman. And how he was uh, he was wrongly accused and arrested and was put on death row, essentially. Bryan,
1: you know, I say, you know how much money I have? could point point out to if i could point out to how many uh how many black men have been wrong wrongfully accused of any crime seriously of anything man i'm talking about just going back going back before the 1900s before the 21st century it's 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 mind-boggling
0: it is watching this as a white person uh it was powerful, and I was, I was angry, at what what was unjustly done.
1: Like the the injustice in America, since it's been America, it's my Bible. It's the injustice that's that's been here, and and one thing I used to always say is, uh, we talk about how great of a country America is, but I start I. I Sometimes I used to always wonder, I asked my dad, I I always I ask my pops, so I'd uh, I say, to be some great country, it's sad that we actually had to have a country that, you know, that was just separated, that was born, you know, on the races for the injustice, especially to how, you know, black people were getting done and, you know, done in the 1800s all the way up to the 1900s as well. And I wonder how it was in other countries, like. I wonder what's it like this in Toronto where you know where black black and white people you know separated amongst each other? What's uh what's um uh segregation was segregation there into, you know, other countries, Toronto, Britain. You know, you, you get what you get what I'm saying? You know, the, it's just like it's just like was was this there doing, you know, like the fifties, the you know, the fifties, sixties, all that. I, I say with all this time that we have it's just it's just nice, you know, to actually Be able to dive in, dive into, uh, just dive into things, like dive into all this information and find out things.
0: I'm, I'm learning a whole lot. I listened to two podcasts talking about it, uh, be better educated to kind of learn more about what's going on and yeah, um, for sure. Police brutality. Uh, I listened to a podcast that had D. Ray McKesson on it. Kind of talk about. Of course, he's a part of Campaign Zero, and it's a website. It's eight the number eight can't wait dot org, and uh, it was just really interesting to listen to him kind of talk about what he's done through the people that he's been around with, the people that he's been working with, and trying to get all this data in here for police brutality with racism and with all this stuff and i found it really educating and really needed right now so if you guys haven't it's it's bill sim's podcast he has it out there he dropped it last night so if you want to check that out go check that out i'll tell you what it it was good stuff it's stuff that's needed to be talked about uh
1: everything that's needed to be talked about you know Bigger, you know, bigger platforms or whatnot. They try to avoid this. They want to avoid it, but at this point, you can't avoid it. No, you can't. It's impossible. And if you don't speak up on it, we'll know you're not for the people. Even if you claim you are, you're just not.
0: Yeah. If you got a podcast, I don't care how small, how big. Uh, I'd say we're fairly small, but if you got a chance to speak hey. on it, do it.
1: Growing though. Ryan, though, there's no telling what, what 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 your podcast will be in, you know, in another year or a few years from now.
0: Well, I guess let's switch to the police brutality aspect of it. And he brought up some interesting statistics from the data that he and Campaign Zero kind of gathered throughout the last few years. And just listening to the podcast, it's, it's been a lot of trouble get through this and get all this information, a lot of unnecessary hoops that they've had to jump through to get some of this information. And so this, I found this kind of, these two stats kind of mind boggling. So uh-huh. in March and April this year, the police killed as many people as they did in March and April of last year. And wow. we're going through a pandemic.
1: It's, uh, it's like they're adding, it's like they are literally, they literally have an agenda to, you know, add to population control. Yeah. We have a virus to take, that's taking out half of the population and why don't, why don't the police brutality take out half of the population as well? I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's, that's the crazy stat though. Literally the same as last year.
0: Literally. Wow. We're, I mean, we're in a pandemic.
1: And if you, and if you and if you ask me, it's like the pandemic is like disappearing now. Yeah. No one's no one's talking about this pandemic. With 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 what we were told to quarantine ourselves, we're not quarantining them while while we're rioting, protesting. Yeah. And it's not just it's not just young people out here protesting, it's people of all ages. So everyone's out here wrestling, you know, if that's the case with we we COVID. Yeah. So to say,
0: I I will say if you are protesting, if you don't got a mask, get a mask.
1: I mean, yes. Obviously, you know, obviously you want to have a mask.
0: Get some hand sanitizer in there.
1: But but corona coronavirus is basically a minor issue compared to what's really going on. If we're if we're being truthful about it,
0: that's. One thing we talked about in our our, our te- when we texted. I'll tell you so George Floyd, what happened to him, it was the tipping point and bas and basically with us being in quarantine, social distancing and with how people are feeling, you know, staying inside all day.
1: Mad at mad at mad at the world, afraid. Hateful, vengeful, and then to actually see that. Yeah, that's
0: that's the tipping point. Also brought up about Minneapolis, the fact that it took place in Minneapolis and black people are 13 times more likely to be killed in the state of Minneapolis by police than white people.
1: Wow. Is that an actual stat?
0: It's an actual stat and he said it's the highest racial disparity in regards to police violence in the country.
1: You know what makes it so bad? They want to make it seem like we're making it a war when when black people are like thirteen percent of the population. So if it was an actual war, we'll we'll be taken out already. <laughs> Certainly, by the standards there, we only make it thirteen percent of America. I mean, <laughs> so I, I don't even see how this is you know way, way, raging
0: towards a war. Let, let's get into this. Let's talk about it what what do we, what needs to happen what needs to be done
1: far as on the on the police, on the police brutality you, you, sadly you're never going to stop it never going to stop it it's gonna it's gonna gonna happen time and time again as far as the police brutality it, it won't stop right
0: now. it's not going to stop do you think there's anything that 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 could be done?
1: I mean, it's. I mean, what we're doing right now, protesting it, protesting against it, but you're not gonna stop it because you just never know when it's gonna actually happen.
0: In this pod, he brought up some more stuff about like, so the the eight can't wait. He brought up some things, and from the data that they've gathered and they've kind of compared it with. Some information that they've gotten from police departments around across the country. Uh huh. They said, uh, "Really, a lot of the reforms that would take place re- would be actually pretty simple." The way he described them said it would actually reduce violence by seventy-two percent. See,
1: but in essence, that's an actual theory. I mean, you won't. You just won't you won't know until it's
0: actually been tried tested. Yeah. More so, more so right now, that would be more like a theory. So, what he got into is here's the eight things he listed here, and one, uh, he said require de-escalation, uh, requires officers so they can put space in between them and person. Use different methods, tactics, try to talk somebody down, uh get rid of things like chokeholds, strangleholds, stuff like that, and he dropped this stat, only twenty eight out of the one hundred largest police departments banned those two.
1: Yeah. And that would actually that would actually be now I can now I can sort of see how we'll bring it bring it down. No chokeholds, none
0: of that. Uh is there DDD intervene making an officer required to intervene if they see another officer engage in misconduct that it can compare to especially what we saw with george floyd's murder i but you've seen it happen multiple times before this and with officers just standing by complying and letting it happen even if one if one of the other three officers I came and intervened. Then you could potentially would
1: have potentially said they would have made a difference. Literally, literally, four four officers, and no one, and no one, no one stopped that. When he, when he's literally pleading to his to his dead mom, tell you he, he can't breathe. It's basically it was basically an insult. And that's what's so sad about it. You have you had three other officers there. And they all have him down against his will. You know, it's like not not one not one, you know, came to an agreement that it was wrong, that they felt that this was wrong, okay, they were pushing it too far. I I I even wonder what, what was he what was he getting arrested for? I, I mean, That's what I wanna know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look that up today because I wanna know what, what was he getting arrested for.
0: That shouldn't have happened, whatever that they were saying that they were going to arrest him for. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that, that definitely shouldn't have, yeah, that shouldn't have, had, hadn't even taken place.
0: No. A few more of the things that he listed. Require warning before shooting. Do, which, they,
1: which, I say they do, then some of them don't, but obviously they don't do it because he has so said this probably for
0: Exhaust all other means before shooting. Uh, yeah. duty to intervene stop excessive force by other officers, ban shooting at moving vehicles. Like, listen, if you're going to shoot somebody in a moving vehicle, you're going to kill them. That vehicle is going to lose control, and that has the potential to cause somebody else dying. More deaths.
1: It basically, it basically adds to a problem instead of solving it. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what will happen
0: then these last two is, is required use of force continuum and then require comprehensive reporting each time an officer uses forces or threats to do so. Like I was listening on, on the podcast I listened yeah, to before we did this podcast is that the officer that murdered George Floyd was, had, I believe, 18 misconducts or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Seriously? Seriously. That's
1: yes. see. That's 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 wild. This is crazy. 18 misconduct. So that means he's he's been in the wrong. Yeah. He's, he's definitely been in the wrong.
0: Definitely. Here's some things that he point out. Some things that haven't worked. So, like one thing we've seen is police cams. They haven't worked. They're still doing it. They're still shooting people with rubber bullets. They're still using tear gas. They're still shooting people. Uh, he's also mentioned training. You know, a lot of the training that they receive, uh, a lot of it has to deal with attitudes towards race, gender, anything like that. But it hasn't, you know, dealt with their uh, with any biases they've had. And it... He goes into black officers black police officers talked about how the number doesn't matter he said until it gets to at least to thirty five percent and he said the challenge uh makes it hard for it to be a solution because he discovered his group discovered that only twelve out of eighteen thousand police departments have o- have over thirty percent black composition. You also talked about yeah. co- community police. I mean, Cruz a small community. We're about what are we now? 7,000, 6,000, something like that.
1: Are you? I didn't even think you were that big, but uh, <laughs> which is technically small when you compare it to other cities, still. Yeah, that's saying something.
0: So he talked. He got into the whole idea about community uh, and police trust, and you know, how, there's there's a trust in that, you know. That the outcomes will be better. Uh, he, he pointed out that that idea is racist at its core. That certain, that with some officers, that they would say, you know what, uh, there's an officer that goes, that goes, plays football with my kid to treat him like a whole human being. And he pointed out that's never around white people or people that are rich or in affluent communities. Uh, yeah. And also, he also brought up community policing does change attitudes of the police and the community members, but it doesn't change the outcomes when they use force. And that's so true.
1: That's very true.
0: He got into some more ideas about, you know, what to do about the police, more ideas about police reform, and talked about why why do so many members of the force need guns? Uh... I brought up the idea of deploying different people in in units in different ways and you know like he brought up you know does somebody really need a gun if you're going out to to like a mental health crisis or a car crash or somebody or you know stuff like that do officers really need guns in those situations yeah but
1: it's like I understand what you're saying, but it's just like being in the army, uh, you know, like being in the military. Like, say if they were going to help communities, or if they're over, you know, if you're overseas, if you actually deploy units other country where you know the it's, it's enemy is always there, like you're just gonna always gonna have to have some form of protection. It just comes with the territory of that job. But I definitely get what you're saying. I definitely understand. Understand what understand what you're saying. Definitely.
0: So, I, there's also one thing that kind of goes into the whole sports thing of It's Kaepernick. And what he did four years ago. Was that four years ago? That's actually four years ago. Yeah, he did it 2016 and ran halfway to 2020. And so, it n- not not right now, four years, but close enough to where you say four years ago. But four years ago, him doing this, and I know a lot of people were up in arms about this, about him disrespecting the flag and all this stuff.
1: Yeah, I just, I just scrolled down um, on Bleach Report. I know you on that Drew Breach spoke up on kneeling during the anthem. Today, and LeBron wasn't having and Drew Brees literally said, "I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country." Which I don't see how kneeling disrespects the flag, disrespecting our country. That's not disrespecting it's disrespecting our country.
0: For for Kaepernick, the thing that you know rings re- off, you know, again four years since then is. Talking about what methods that he that he was going to use to try to show that he wasn't going to stand for the injustices that were going on in this country, and he he's talked he talked to some people in the military. He talked to some of them like Sir told, You know, and they were talking about you know kneeling uh, during the national anthem, like go for it. Told him to go for it, and you know you saw. Others participate, like his teammate, Eric Reed, participated in there. Several others participated. And I think we failed to see uh, at the moment a lot of people that were against them, and some people that may have been indifferent. And I didn't know quite how to feel at the time. Learning what he, he was saying, how there's been – a whole lot of racial injustices, and like you know, it, what people are doing is wrong. You know, anything's fine if that's catching your attention more so, you got a problem with it. That's,
1: yeah, that's that's, that's catching the attention. And what, what was the real problem? They
0: had. You know, you're calling for people, uh, you're calling for people in power saying, Let's have peaceful protests. Well, that was a peaceful protest, and he said, Not oh, we ain't having any of it, yeah. Now you got you got these protests going on. You got riots going on, looting, and you're like, no, no, no. We we peaceful protests are the way to go. Well, you just shut down a guy that was having a, that did participate in a peaceful protest by kneeling during the national anthem, and you shut him down. You shut him off.
1: Like you say, it peaceful until you actually do something. When you actually do something, that's what's gonna catch their attention because they'll write it off, or they wanna they wanna belittle you. But I really that's what really happened to Colin Kaepernick, Ka- Ka- if you ask me. Basically, Sean him. Basically, him out of the NFL. Uh, and look, Ron, look, I, I, I'm in the army, and I just don't feel that's dis that's disrespectful at all. You're nearly doing uh you're not doing the anthem.
0: I want to ask, at in twenty sixteen, when you saw that, what, what what was going through your head, seeing that? I,
1: I understood what I understood what he was doing it for. Him and every other athlete that's done it still doing it right now. I understood what it was for, and at the time, it was basically for for an incident that was George Floyd. Like, I
0: I guess it circles back to something I mentioned earlier: is that. Both of our families are, are religious, and this is something that is—it's very true. And looking at it, you know, in the Bible, it says, "Love your neighbor," you know, be kind to one another, and it says, "Man was creating God's image," and thinking about that part of it. And what's going on in this country, and the racial injustices that have happened over the last four hundred years, that basically those that have been against that, those have been saying there's been no racial injustice, and those and people are saying that people that have swiped things under the rug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that you know you're basically saying to God. Part of your creation isn't well, good enough.
1: Yeah, or, or, or no, 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 and, you know, in, 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 lay, layman terms, how they say it, a lot of times, it's just a big, it's a big yeah. to God.
0: Yeah. It's saying, you know, and it's, it's terrible. It's
1: sad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. I, I keep saying sad, but it's really terrible. It's very terrible. But back to the point, point the point that we, that we touched on earlier, America was built on injustice. Yep. <laughs> they say, you know, they always tell us to celebrate Columbus Day. But, dude, I I don't think people actually really go back and read on read up on what really happened. They literally slaughtered the Indians. I don't, I don't know if people actually ever looked that up. That's true. Slaughtered them in cold blood, raped them women, took their land. You know, they never tested on that in school. You know, that swept under the rug. And then for the people that don't like that, you know, they're, they're touching up on it, want to call, you know, quote unquote, black people, animals or, you know, whatever other names they want to, you know, want to call us or calling us, you know, idiots or just straight up animals for, you know, with the loon and the rioting. Uh, I always go back to, well, uh, if, if you don't support this, then you don't support the Boston Tea Party. What was the Boston Tea Party? The mm-hmm.
0: The revolution. It, it, yeah,
1: but it's it definitely
0: rioting and loom. Yeah, definitely was in peace for protesting. <laughs> I mean, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely you brought you brought up something with education there, and I think that's probably the the big step with this generation. You know, it, like you said, we're seeing all ages out protesting, but a lot of people. That's the thing, like.
1: For uh, for for black people, if you actually look at it how how we how we how you could say if you know the four hundred years that that we were oppressed, they say we we could have done something about it again, but their mindsets were different. They were looking towards the future, seeing where we're at today and hoping for more for our freedom goals, for our freedom goals and just equality, and now our generation now. You know we're not our ancestors. Like we're we're not going for it, cause we seen we seen the injustice and we still dealing with the injustice. It's like, okay, y- y'all y'all had us down for so long, we can only go up. And it's like y'all let us out the cage, and there's no going back into the cage. You know it's like we can be the we can be the calm, nice, calm, nice, calm, nice animals, and then we can really just be those animals that you want us to be. That's how I kind of that's how I kind of you know look at it.
0: In a sense, the education part, I think that that definitely needs to take place. I was listening to, uh, I'm pretty sure you, uh, <laughs> on social media that you've seen where Steve Kerr, Greg Popovich, those have come out against the injustices. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah.
1: And, and as far as education goes, you know, uh, People would, you know, they'll be mad when we celebrate the Black History Month, but, or you know, we'll do the programs in school and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. They'll
1: be like, why don't we get to celebrate a month? I say because it, it's it's literally Black history. It's once out of a month. We, we learn American history year round. This is actual Black history, which I don't see a problem with, you know, actually having it integrated into schools, actually learning more, you know, more about Black people. Right. And their, and their culture, because it's like, this is this is America's dirty little secret, or so to speak, because we know racism. Racism is always going to be there. It's never going to end, no matter how you want it to. But but the dirty secret is is that they they can love our culture, but they don't love us. Yeah, uh, I mean, you get you get you get where I'm going. You get where I'm going at going with it, though, right?
0: Hey, right, exactly. It, and you know it. I think if you love the culture, you got to love the people that create the culture. You got to. There's no two ways around it. Pop was going into something, like he's done a whole lot with, uh, talked a little about Germany and what they've done, you know, since the Holocaust and all that stuff. And saying, saying they talk about how they had leadership, people that faced the problem head on, you know, what was going on did some education, and that really has helped them kind of, and I believe something Kerr said is like you know, they may be the strongest nation in Europe. You know, they're a whole lot better because of what those leaders did and getting getting education out there about what exactly happened, and not you know just
1: putting their voice out using their actual platform, right, for their country, which has yet to be seen by Trump.
0: Exactly. You know, it, George Floyd, going back to that, it's at it the boiling point, and it's also an election year too. And so, Exactly.
1: <laughs> and this, no matter how you slice it, just isn't going to look good to a majority. Yep. To a majority of people. Like you said, like you said a little bit earlier when we start start the podcast on Trump, uh, yeah, I'm, t- I'm trying to think what you said. I just had it and like just literally slipped my mind. <laughs> but like how 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 handled things so far, especially with this year, is just not going well over people's heads.
0: Yeah, it really isn't. Like people are starting to take notice more so now than ever, and it's a it's election year, so people are going to take more notice. In election year but now with everything going on the notice is at an all time high of what's going on and whether there's any action, inaction or people being competent or incompetent or even just caring just showing support The it really is something going back to you know our religious backgrounds is empathy, it's something we learn about and how we need to empathize with people and I I know that I will never understand, but the but what I can do is I can, I as a white person can, and can, understand that we will never understand, but we will, we should try to be with you. We should support you because you do matter, and it goes back to the culture part again. A lot of the culture that a lot of white people enjoy today come from black people, and there's no two ways around it. You got. If you support the culture, you got to support the people that create the culture. And you know, if you ignore it, you got to you got to speak up. You got to do something. With that Charles, I'll say this: is that I'm I'm with you. I'm with all black people, black brothers and sisters that are here in this town.
1: For sure, for sure. So that's what we love. That's what we love to hear. It, it, it feels it, it feels great to know that you're not you're not doing this alone.
0: I'm proud to call you my friend. I, yes, sir. I love you. Uh, sure, I love that sure. we've been able to reconnect uh, within this last year, and uh, oh yeah, yeah Just getting to spend time again to talk. You know, I love you, brother.
1: Just that's it's love. Just love. Yeah. It's all love,
0: man. That's all it's about. I
1: didn't even say. I even say
0: unity. I I agree with you. You know.
1: Unity is just as powerful as love.
0: And listen, if you got those two, you good. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's go, it's gonna be hard to it, it's gonna be hard to stop it. If you got those two, you got love, you got unity and love for your fellow man and you you know what's up, you know what's right. One
1: thing I, one thing I can't say about 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 this country as a whole is uh it's that they always we always tend all Americans we always tend to violate their golden rule. And it's it's like it's like the country just doesn't wanna fall back on the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated.
0: Amen to that. <laughs> if
1: you really look at it. It's like we violate the golden rule horribly.
0: Yeah, that it goes back to that thing about jumping holding the Bible. That's- yeah. That's that's something you should look at. Is the golden rule: is treat people people how you want to be treated. Love them, be there for them, support them in any way you can. And as white as a white person, as white people, we know, you know, we got support. We got to be there. We got to show that love. We got to show that empathy. We got to show that we're with y'all. So we we respect them and we love them. <laughs> It's beautiful, but it's beautiful seeing this, seeing this unity
1: all over the world right now. I agree. In, in every in every state, in, in literally in every state in the U.S., it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, literally every state. There's been peaceful protests. It's great to see.
1: But with, with protesting, you should people should know that the rising rise might rise can't break out, and of course looting, which which the, the peaceful protesters aren't the ones looting. The ones, Luna, are the ones that are not there for the cause, or they just, you know, they're just literally being general idiots. They're like, hey, we got this going on. Why not, you know, why not Why not break this off? You know, like, why not take what we can get while this is going on? It's basically, it's basically like it's a use, it's a cover-up. Like, they, we got them doing this so we can take advantage of that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's all it is.
0: Like, I literally saw a video of somebody walking out with a whole cheesecake. Right,
1: <laughs> and walk, walk, walk back into the peaceful peaceful protesting committee with <laughs> the cheesecake.
0: You, you mentioned in the text, let's talk about 2020 in general. Uh, <laughs> what a year. What a year. What a year. <laughs> Basically, my mindset through right now is we're in June. Hard to believe is that we're at the halfway point. I, I can't help but thinking of the meme. Uh, they had us in the first half. I ain't going to lie. And that's what I'm hoping for, essentially.
1: Yeah, I, I I, I honestly saw a meme today. It had the Simpsons characters, and one of them was telling them, they had them on T-shirts, one said 2020, one said 2012. <laughs> and the guys, like, basically slapping, slapping the kid and telling them, telling them, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. This is how you do a a demolition year. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. End uh, all, be all. This is how you do a demolition year.
0: Oh, yeah. For you know,
1: everyone, thought, everyone thought 2012 was that was year. Mass chaos. And it seems like 2020 time got to be that year.
0: Yep. <laughs> Literally just eight years too late.
1: It's like, what a, what a beautiful season of Earth. This is like the most action-packed, drama-filled season of Earth yet the aliens are looking at it,
0: right? <laughs> I know the aliens are watching. Like this season is insane, <laughs> and I've been seeing jokes being made about Jumanji. It's like we're in Jumanji level six now. What you got? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you may, we we're making it to the next
1: level, or but we, for this season alone has renewed us for next season.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> we we good. But uh, there there's been wild things that've been going on. This Monkeys stealing COVID nineteen samples. That's a real thing. <laughs> that yeah, that's happened. Wow. <laughs> you know what brings me back to it? You know the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: hey, look, wow! All this is going on. They're slowly only come up. I know like these humans do not see it coming.
0: I know. I know. Disney's talked about you know trying to. Uh, do a new version of Playing the Apes. Well, I think we know how that's getting started with these monkeys stealing COVID-19 samples. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... I don't know how true this is, but I saw somebody... Uh, some people, scientists or whatever, said that, you know, beside this, Ebola's popped back up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I forget which... Country it popped back up in but yeah so it's popped back up, uh, that's a thing. Uh, people talked about a bird flu that could potentially take out half of humanity. That's a thing. A lot,
1: a lot of flus and sicknesses, huh? I
0: know. I I told a couple. I told my co-host that I guess the whole bird flu taking out half of humanity thing. I guess our guy Thanos is behind that.
1: Yeah, Thanos. Thanos really made a guest
0: appearance this this year. <laughs> I don't know why. The first time he did it, it didn't work. I mean, I guess he wants that second chance. But uh, yeah. Let's see what else. Uh, earlier this year, really the kind of start off, we had World, uh, potentially World War Three going on. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: potentially it was gonna be World War Three. Uh. And being a basic, when we found out about them bombings. And, and they big basically, drill sergeants were saying we're going to war and they were they were training us to get ready for war. It's like twenty twenty, what a, what a year is starting off. Then that died down. Then coronavirus just hit hard as hell, like a Mike Tyson uppercut. Like <laughs> like, like 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 it really hit and then we're like, ah, this is gonna die down. It's just fantasy gonna really die down.
0: Yeah. I think I think we also had Australia wildfires, too, in the midst of all this. Yeah, it- they're
1: Australians. They're tough. They're tough people. <laughs> They'll make it through. It's just fires. They got Kangaroo Jack over there to save
0: them. They got <laughs> Thor, too. Yeah, yeah, I had Thor. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, man. <laughs> this year, in general, has been something I hope we don't see ever again. This
1: this year this year right here is the equivalent of don't stay blown to three one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's that's what it is. It's like you you already you thought it was gonna be a good year before twenty twenty even came to came to pass. Everyone's like, Yeah, twenty twenty's gonna be an awesome year, a great year. Yeah. Just like everyone was everyone was so so so, you know, it was it wasn't predictable. Everyone was just had their mindset. Everyone knew Golden State was gonna go gonna win. Especially when they went up three one. And it's like what all transpired. And you're like, oh, you're like holy
0: I'll give you another example it, that, that's good. It helps your Patriots out. The Falcons pulling a twenty eight to three lead. Hey, yep. Definitely. definitely. <laughs>
1: I'll take that just any time of the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're getting a championship out of it, so uh, of course.
1: Well, sadly, well sadly, but sadly, uh, my patients won't be making noise anytime soon.
0: Yeah, that's
1: uh-oh. so. I I'll, I'll just have fun watching Temple Bay, but <laughs> you know, ah, not like not like I haven't seen injustice before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But I guess the because the coronavirus has, has been the thing that's affected the most. I for, I don't know what the uh, count is. The last I think number I heard was like one hundred five thousand in the United States.
1: I guess they're reporting all these cases, but doesn't it take take a few days for all the information to get them to know if people actually had it? Hmm. Like, I I see an article that said this many cases were found today. I'm like, come on, man. Did y'all say it take a few days? Yeah. It's really sounding like y'all just trying to throw stories at them. And the news is only going to put out the bad, the bad. You know, they're going to put out the death tolls and whatnot, but they're not putting out how many people are actually being corona.
0: Yeah. There's been a lot of people that have been able to beat this. People that lived in the lifetime of the last pandemic, in 1918.
1: and in, in, in even older
0: people I know. that literally
1: not given the chance of being there. You got people that are over 100 being
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's insane. It's great. Yeah, it, my biggest worry with Corona has been the, the first wave has been terrible, but it's really been about that second wave as we start to open things back up. That's been...
1: It's just not a smart idea to Open everything up, just like I say. Whenever you do go places, everyone should still and wear mask, all
0: that. Yeah, and so we talked about this with you know the protests and like I saw a tweet whether it was I think it was either this morning or maybe been yesterday where somebody went to a protest who went and test found out they tested positive. Do everything he can to stay safe, and you know. If you find out you got it, go in quarantine. If you were around somebody that you know that may have got it, go in quarantine. The second wave has always been the thing that scared me the most. Because if you look back at the Spanish flu back in the early 1900s. Yeah. That second wave took out more people than the first wave did.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: By a Because
1: it's coming back, in, coming back in full force. Like they say, the virus will be technically down during the summer months. Yeah, but when winter comes, best believe Corona might be back kicking. You yeah. just hope. You just hope that they hope
0: that a uh, that a vaccine is capable of handling it. Yeah, you gotta hope. Last I heard, they were hoping that they could maybe find a way to get one released later this year in December, something like that. If they can find one. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't, I've kept this quiet. I don't think I told you what, uh, I almost thought I got Corona and that. So this, this actually is, so you had what happened in the NBA, Rudy Gobert, He tests positive and we're watching everything go down that night. The next day, your guys starting to feel a little bit weird. And, uh, I don't know I don't know what it was, but next few days, I start to feel a little bit weirder and weirder. Like, my chest is hurting a little bit more. And so, I'm kind of wondering what's going on. And, and so, like, next Sunday, I don't go to church. And I'm starting to look at what are some of the symptoms of coronavirus. And part of me is starting to freak out because I see the chest stuff happen. I was like, oh, crap. Do I got this?
1: Like they say, if you do, if you did find out
0: if you had it, you just got quarantined and stay away from everybody. I know. And, you know, I I attempted to do that. I, I tried to do that. You know, families still want to come in. I was still a bit a little scared of them going out. I was like, if I got this, I don't want you guys going out, period. Yeah. So I don't. I think I went to the doctor that week. And, you know, I. There was one day where I felt very nauseous and, you know, like, all right, we got to go to the doctor. I I got checked out and turns out there's a stomach virus going around. Yeah. I I had no clue that that it was going on. You know, we were talking about, you know, where I last was. And I want to say, you know, because this is a thing you got to be careful now with swiping your cards. I think Redbox. You, you know, because you, you got germs there, swiping your cards and all that stuff. and But it turns out it was stomach That's virus. I like.
1: at, at, at the end of the day, I like sanitizing all my hair hair, hair uh, items, things that I touch daily. I sanitize them with, you know, Pine Salt and Fabuloso, which one thing I do love that corona virus has brought out is for people to actually wash their hands and actually sanitize things, items, yeah. by that nature. Because for so long, people haven't been doing this. Like, yeah, now you got to actually do this. You got to actually sanitize, be clean people. Yeah. Nothing, I can tell you nothing that's like the biggest pet peeve. I can tell you my biggest pet peeve. Seeing someone go and use the restroom
0: and not wash their hands. Yeah. Or they'll wash their hands and maybe maybe flush the toilet or something like that. I'm like,
1: so you're not going to wash your hands? Are you rubbing your face or you just touching your phone? Just Just touching everything in general? Like after we go to the park, or touching gas pumps, you know, or or like I take my take our kids to the park, we make sure we sanitize their hands as soon as we get in the car. Yeah,
0: because you know my son just you know he, he's touching everything else that other kids and other people
1: have touched. Yeah. So if anything, the one positive that's been brought out due to this pandemic is, I say people are learning to take Ben, Ben clean, Ben's. Just being clean, clean in general,
0: more seriously. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that's helped me yeah, and that that's one thing that, that's helped me out. You know, be, learning to be more aware of what I touch and be aware of having to wash my hands, sanitizer, all that stuff. One thing that's come out of this, it, I had a lot of acid reflux. And probably from what I gather, that that was probably some of the cause of some of the chest pain that I was having. Like, there are nights that... Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I couldn't sleep some nights. I think there was one night where I stayed up and I watched, like, three movies I recognized. And I was like, <laughs> huh, okay, okay, cool. I, I can you do know, this. You know, one thing, one
1: thing about being a basic trainer? Clean guy. I'm, a, I'm a clean guy. I'm a clean guy anyways. Definitely wash my hands before I eat touch stuff. That's just how I've always been. So, when I got the basic... I used to always try to keep hand sanitizer on me. I load up on hand sanitizer every time we went to our, to the local troop stores.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hand sanitizer would be the main thing I make sure I grab enough of. And I'd always keep it in in my cargo pockets or my, or my shirt pockets, just keep it on me. So when you're doing when you're not when you're out doing your field missions and uh t- and, your, and your field practices and everything and you literally have to stay out there, you, you're you're going to want to wash your hand sanitizer especially when you eat. Still child eating food, and literally everyone would always be like, "Jones, you got some sanitizer?" But they see me it out, they'd be like, "Hey, Jones, go, home, go, home pass some of that hand sanitizer." <laughs> they know. Yeah, man. Like, like being a germaphobe, you said you could say I was sort of a germaphobe, but especially with all this going on, I'm like, yeah. Hopefully, people are really taking into account that washing your hands, just being healthy, just being just being clean
0: in general. Yeah, for sure. And one thing with the acid stuff, like there, I didn't realize there's a whole lot of stuff that I couldn't have that had a lot of acid. So one thing, I cut out a lot of things, but I'm slowly starting to kind of, I'm starting, I'm starting to kind of, you know, I, I'm, I couldn't drink Coke for the longest time. I love to drink Coke. I would have three of them. I mean, who, who
1: would love to drink Coke? I say I, I, I like, I made a tight to myself, like during 2019 that i went drink sodas which i which i did for the most part like life for the most part i don't main things i drink on a daily or water juices from time to time and gatorades literally yeah and if i do have a soda like i probably had like one or two one two maybe maybe four sodas this year and i hate i even went back on that because i'm just trying to drink soda in general even if I went out to eat, just trying not to drink the soda. So maybe when maybe when we went to see a couple movies last year, yeah, if I did have a soda or whatnot, but most of the time I try not to drink soda, sodas at all. Uh- I try to cut that, just cut that out. I just want to make sure my body's more healthy. We Would say I want to go back on eating meat, but that's almost impossible to do <laughs> at this point when you've been chugging meat down all your life.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, but shout out to the shout out to the vegans and vegetarians. Though. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I After your bodies,
0: they doing what we can't.
1: Yeah, being losers, not.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh,
1: I, I I respect it. I don't want anyone to be mad if you're a vegan
0: or vegetarian. I respect <laughs> it. But uh, hey, speaking of me, one of the things I had to cut out, you know, I didn't eat a whole lot of pizza, pepperoni, right there. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Uh. There's a couple other things. I drink grape juice a whole lot. That's one of the things I drink a lot for breakfast. That has a lot of acid in it, so I had to cut that out. So, basically, until yeah, I talk about how I got Coke back to my life here in a bit, but, like, I've been basically drinking water and I, Powerade. Got Powerade back in my life. Yeah, hey, that's, that's
1: the way to go. I mean, it has sugar.
0: Yeah. But what, what,
1: what flavor drink literally doesn't have at least 1% of sugar?
0: Right. <laughs> Exactly.
1: They can say uh, they can say sugar free, but it's not going to be sweet mainly without without that sugar added to it. I understand the fruit juices, but come on now, the fruit juice still be a little bit too sweet, man.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good to bring this back because I don't know if I I used to drink this stuff because I used to bring my lunch pretty much almost every day in high in school and. Especially in high school, this was uh, Powerade was the one drink I brought. Yeah, you, know, you know, get out of high school, you're able to go out, go out to eat on your own, go make something at home. Uh, don't drink it as much. So, this is the one thing that I've been starting to drink. Powerade, been drinking a whole lot more water. How I got back into Coke, here's how it happened. So Burger King started something with Coke Frosties, something like that
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and uh you know
1: what you know are you are on the frosty? I can say the one thing that I know I really need to cut cut off on are like the sonics, just slushes in general. Because that's a lot of sugar with those slushes <laughs> i I'm, I'm always killing the nerd slush bro like <laughs> i'll
0: tell you I'll tell you what uh, so my dad got her supper from Burger King, he brings one back. I taste it for the first time. And it's like this, oh, this thing tastes so good. I missed it.
1: That's how it gets you back. Because you would be like, yeah, oh. I made a mistake. I'll never let you go again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My sister's been drinking it. Uh, it was drinking it during that time. And every now and then when we're eating, I just give her this look. It's like, I freaking hate that you're able to drink this right now and I can't. And I'm just looking at that can of Coke I's like, I miss you. I, I miss you so much. You want to risk it
1: all at that moment. <laughs> Understandable.
0: That's how I brought it back. And then, so I've been slowly getting those things back. I'm not having as much Coke as I did, so that's good. Every now and then I'll have one a day uh, comparing to having two or three. So that helps. But, you uh, know. I really got scared at that moment. I thought I got Corona, and thankfully, uh, I didn't. Yeah, thankful, thankful, very. <laughs> I I wish I was a little bit more uh, thankful that my parents didn't go out as much. Parents, sister didn't go out as much because I was freaked out. I talked about it to them, and they're just like, "You're just kind of, you know, you're you're just kind of being over anxious and stuff like that, and you know, seeing all this stuff that uh, coming the news about it." Like, that may be true, but I was genuinely freaked out. I didn't have chest pain like that before, and it hurt. Well, some
1: of the symptoms of corona aren't even... You won't even know, notice that you have them. You won't even know, notice that they're there, right? You won't even know that it's dormant, so to speak.
0: And the other thing I was having is... I felt like I was having a little trouble breathing more so than normal... <laughs> And of course, that's one of the symptoms that you're seeing with corona is, is you know, the, it's you get harder breath, and it's hard to breathe, and I, I got a little bit worried, like, you know, chest pains, and uh, this, is, uh, this is how I know I got it, and, but thankfully it didn't, and I'm like you, I hope we find a way to get a vaccine here soon. Yeah, yeah you definitely get past it. I, I saw you texting text me about it. This NBA segment's about to be fire.
1: Uh yeah. Because it has to be like every other segment that we've done on this podcast today has been fire.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So let's get right on into it. Uh, th- we didn't know specifically that the NBA was going to come to a conclusion on you know when they were going to get to play. We knew that some stuff was coming, that there's a, some positivity going on there, that something could happen. And we get oh, the news yeah. that we get the NBA back, and this is great. And so to go into it, I believe they said what July seventeenth or July thirty first is the is the first date for games.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it was July thirty
0: first. So the go into it, July starting July thirty first, gonna be held at Disneyland. So this is where they're going with Land. It's more, uh, more of a private property. It's more ideal. You no, know, you're bring, you are bringing more than half the teams of, of the league into this. You're inviting 22. Um, 22 out of thirty. So yeah, that's definitely more than a half
1: of the league. But it's because the, you know, the teams that are can get into playoff position, so to speak. Right. Atlanta battling out in the eight games. Before we start the podcast, I was on YouTube, catching up on ESPN, you know, Stephen A and all of them were you know, touching up on the subject. Yeah. That's official and how it was going
0: to go down. We're in thirteen Western Conference teams. We're getting um, We're getting nine Eastern Conference teams. And the vote's being held tomorrow to ratify eight regular season games per team. Play in for the eight seats and the final Possible date, I think they said for a game seven of the NBA Finals would be October 12th. Yeah,
1: it's going to be weird to be seeing the finals all the way in October, though. <laughs>
0: we're going to have to worry about free agency. Yep. Which, which maybe, maybe free agency, with the way it's
1: going, free agency might be shortened or extended. Well, you think they'd extend it or would they shorten it?
0: I don't know. That's a good question.
1: But then again, for the next season, which will obviously maybe that maybe they extend it because they they probably want to start the next season until actually until twenty twenty one. Yeah. Or maybe maybe in December, maybe give them maybe a two month uh, break
0: before they before they start the next season and go from there. Yeah. Which will probably be smarter.
1: Which I mean, the players wouldn't mind because they basically got a two month break with actually going to be a three month break after this Minnesota win. Yeah. You might as well say a four month break because they're not gonna start the rest of the season till July thirty first. Yeah, so they should be. They shouldn't have no problems with you know going right into the season.
0: You know, it's gonna be kind of like the lockout season. You know, you start in December, yep. Or January.
1: Yep. And what's interesting enough is with free agency, so much more can be done. You'll get more time. Like you just won't have to worry about making your decision in that month versus when they start the season.
0: Yeah, I'm. Looked at this tweet. This is astounding of what could all be going on. So somebody said on Sunday, September 20th, here's what we could have. Final round of the U.S. Open. NBA playoff games. NHL playoff games. The last week of the MLB with playoff implications. And also Mike Tynes playing the Jaguars all going on at the exact same time. That's a wild day. That, That sounds like fun.
1: That would be healthy for all sports.
0: I know because you would have golf, you you have basketball, you have hockey, you have baseball, and you have football all on one day. You got your choice. You know, if you want to watch some NBA games, maybe you can watch some baseball games or check out the U.S. Open.
1: No matter what all the sports that would be going on, let's be honest. Here, we both know NBA basketball would be making the most money because it'd be the finals.
0: Oh yeah. So let's get into this because both of our teams are both uh, in the playoffs. So that goes back to the, the Grizzlies are out there for the eighth spot. I believe you said the Thunder in our last spot had the, uh, the had the fourth or fifth seed, right?
1: Yeah, the Thunder were the, were the fourth seed, and I think Houston, Houston is the fifth seed.
0: So. The other teams are bringing in, so they're bringing New Orleans, they're bringing Portland, they're bringing Phoenix, Sacramento, and San Antonio. I can I honestly kind of looked at Phoenix and Sacramento's like, wait, what? Where are the records? And then I went and checked, like, all right, that's fair as long as we don't got Golden State in there this year with their record. Mm, fine. Impossible,
1: and- literally impossible for Golden State to use sniff. Yeah, new fish, new land at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and then you got Washington in the East. So here's what I'm looking at. What Woj just said about this, uh, he said if the ninth seed is more than four games behind the eighth seed, the number eight, the eighth seed makes the playoffs. If it's fewer than four games, a play, and then we got a playing tournament, and the playing format would require a double elimination format for the eighth seed and. A single elimination for the ninth seed. And so, I'm looking at this as a Grizzly fan, because that's one lens I can look at it. And we texted about this before the pod, saying, I told you, it's obvious. The NBA wants Zion in the playoffs. I mean...
1: They probably wanted LeBron in the playoffs his first years, but he didn't make it his first two years. Yeah. That's what the Bronze that's what the section did always has something to say about Jordan being one and nine in the playoffs. At least Michael Jordan came into the playoffs with the Sarge team and the leading making the playoffs. That's true. We always talk about LeBron never had 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 good teams and stuff, but he couldn't even make the playoffs with his so called sorry teams. His first two years, and I don't want to hear about oh them his first few years, well don't get Jordan Bulls. Jordan was making playoffs. Yeah he was. <laughs>
0: We, that's beside the point. We're not going to get into the, to that. I won't even mention them in the
1: same sense because I know who, who quote-unquote, the GOAT is anyways <laughs> of basketball. No matter what people's opinions are. I mean, when you got a man calling you God on the basketball court, that's, uh, that's just crazy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> especially in what, your second, third year, and you literally just put up 60 points in a playoff game against – one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history.
1: One of the best best
0: defenses. I mean, that's no small feat. No, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> and when you got one of the best players of all time saying that, that's something. Looking at this as a Grizzly fan, I'm thinking, and I told you it. I understand it, and I I know why they want Zion in here. They they want. Everybody, and of course, right before we, the season got put on pause, the guy was doing well. And I'm gonna be honest, that first game against San Antonio, I was, I, I was rooting for the kids, like, oh crap, let's go. <laughs> this is exciting. Yeah, he was hitting three. He
1: was threes, you were like, okay, Zion, okay. <laughs> but it's like Spurs, you know, it's like Spurs, it's like pop, pop called that time. I was like, okay. You let him have his fun, okay? Now let's let's formally invite him to the NBA Spurs style, and they took off. I think they ended up winning that game. I'm not, I'm not certain. Then they end up ended up winning the game by like 11 points still, though.
0: Yeah, despite
1: that run in the last minute, like it was more than like a five point win that the Spurs came out with.
0: Well, I think then they take and then uh, Alvin Gentry took Zion out because of limit immense restriction, but uh, so. One of the things I found interesting is uh and one of the things we talked about is like what are they gonna do about the eight game regular season schedule? I feel like
1: they're just playing games. We know the top teams are gonna be there. Maybe maybe the top, some of the top teams like looking at the Lakers and Clippers or Nuggets, maybe they lose a few of those games in that eight game stretch and maybe drop back a seed or what. But like the eight the eight games are just uh Get them prep for, for basketball basically, and then just get the teams that are right there a chance because with the 7th, 8th, and ninth seeds, different games can you know de- you know determine what position they'll be in when they're, they're close eight games will make a difference so i like I like that idea
0: so yeah, the plan is for teams to continue their schedule as planned, so whatever their schedule was at the moment I guess season got put on pause is when they get started. Uh, also the team is scheduled to play teams. I guess like the Hawks, Bulls, Pistons, teams that aren't in it, and moves on to the next game on the schedule. I guess until it gets to one of the teams that uh, one of the twenty-two teams that's going there to Disneyland and participating in this. And I'm looking at the Grizzly schedule that could potentially happen if this is the case. So. Their next eight games would be Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, New Orleans twice, and Boston.
1: See, the, the teams most likely that they'll play, the only team that they want not play, you know, for a fact, would be
0: Detroit. Detroit wouldn't even be on the schedule. Yeah. I don't, I don't even think is one of the teams that
1: are, that are involved because uh, Max, I think Matt Kellerman, Kellerman listed, listed – Listed all the teams that weren't going to be participating out of thirty, and I think Detroit was one of them. So you know they wouldn't even have to have to be playing Detroit at all. Yeah, definitely be playing the Pelicans though.
0: That schedule looks rough. It does. Here's here's a good thing because I think you know, like you said, <laughs> four months off, everybody's going to be healthy. And I'm excited because Jaron Jackson that's was why, hurt. That's,
1: that's how I can say no no asterisk. Then, like you can't say everybody had an advantage because they opened the facilities. Because now we know that they're not going to be training in their facilities. Their facilities, they'll be doing all the training in Disney World.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And the season starts to give everybody an advantage to get started with that. Mhm. So I don't. There's no asterisk. I mean, whoever gets to work for it.
0: That's all. Now all of these injured players that were hurt at the time that the season stopped, they're going to get to come back. Uh, hey,
1: and Kawhi and PG might not even be low of managing. That's true. <laughs> to be honest with you, they could sit out the rest of those eight little games that they're scheduled to play, and they'll still be in the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe anyways, but the Clippers were, you know, they're, they're, they're a pretty decent, good team anyways. Yeah, <laughs> so you know they, they'll manage and make the playoffs because they already have. They already had the you know they already had positioning in that scene that one through three. Oh yeah, that, behind Lakers and Lakers and I think they were Nuggets.
0: Yeah, the Clippers are good. But
1: it's like, yeah, that's why I'd be like, it wouldn't even matter because, and if they did fall back, let's say they fall back to the fifth or fourth seed in the conference, you know, maybe even sixth seed, depending on how stuff goes. Or look, just worst case scenario, they lose them eight games to drop out of the way to eight, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You still will not want to play them as the AC. Especially with especially if they get, you know, had Kawhi and Paul George.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that'd be,
1: that'd be a matchup to get LeBron them in the first round, right?
0: <laughs>
1: PG and PG don't, don't play in the season. Wait for playoffs to start and they go in against LeBron.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. For the Grizzlies, one of the players they didn't have at the time was Justice Winslow, and I was excited to see how he was going to fit.
1: Seeing then, like, even though they say chemistry and everything, he'll have some time to get to play. Pretty sure when they're practicing anyways, he'll be participating in the practices. So it's not like the guys not going to know how to play with each other.
0: Right. I'm really excited to see how he plays because I think you and I, look back to last season, Remember that insane run that he had where he was just balling out?
1: Yeah, he, he was balling. That's why Miami Miami fans were mad that he got traded. It's just this year he kind of he had a down year, but so to say injuries too. But they were saying that he could be a start just as Winslow. He was balling. Matter of fact, he was balling the way he last season.
0: I think one of the things that really kind of helped, helped him get into that Space of where like he he was just absolutely going on terror is that he really was c- kind of giving the keys and say initiate the offense and yeah. do that. And He thrived in it. He was awesome. But now, in it. We,
1: but now we know it's Jimmy Butler's offense. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah that Miami a, Heat. That
1: Heat team can be scary defensively, though. Even though oh, yeah. I haven't really got to watch them.
0: Yeah, I mean, Miami is freaking good. And it, and like, I guess it's gonna be about time to as we, July thirty first gets closer to kind of reaffiliate to where all these teams were at the moment. It's Like, oh yeah, Miami was was freaking good. Like, it, and Toronto was freaking good without Kawhi. So it's gonna give a give us a chance to kind of reacquaint ourselves with where these teams were and then we, we'll we have these eight games, and then we're going to get into the playoffs. A, I'm like you, the, the, having the playoffs in October is going to feel so weird. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not complaining. We're getting basketball back. Yeah. I mean, we're going to get a conclusion to this season.
1: Yeah, we are. Like, some just want to sit right with me. You know, if they cancel the season, Which, which, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mind if they cancel the season with what's going on, but it's like, it wouldn't sit right with me if we did get a champion for 2020. But also, I wouldn't like if they voted for, voted for a champion. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the Lakers would just win that vote as a a whole.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think they'd run away with that vote. So I want to ask, as an OKC fan, how you think OKC fares in this.
1: I like the chances; could be a surprise team and actually knock out. Like at the, I give them a chance against Denver. And I didn't, I didn't really go and watch. Uh, I didn't see any of the games that they played the Lakers. They one the of the games. That I saw like different highlights for the Chris Paul highlights against the Lakers and whatnot. They were getting blown out though by the Lakers. So we won't beat the Lakers, and the Clippers got our number two this year. You know, just too much of Kawhi and Paul George. <laughs> yeah, but probably out of top seed, we could beat the we could beat the Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously, because you got Chris Paul and his his smarts with the team, which they're on a the bad team, but they still need some more weapons. Chris Paul, Shea, Gall- Gallo, Stevo, You know what I mean? Like, not a bad team, but nope. You, you at least like another soup. You at least like if they had another star. To pair with them, then we could maybe be talking about Oklahoma. They, they'll be set in the long run because of all these drop picks we got. Oh man, they're like Oklahoma is set. Yeah, y'all are good. Let's just hope they don't mess up like they did with James Harden.
0: Oh man,
1: and <laughs> we know that Oklahoma City can drop talent because
0: they drop talent. Oh yeah, Same like some some of, the,
1: some of the most of the players that go to other teams, they flourish with the other teams. Even like. My child kept, kept them. But why weren't they doing this when they were with Oklahoma? Granted, you have Westbrook and KD. Yep. Just need a, a little bit more scoring to go with go with that one-two
0: punch. Well, all I'm hoping is that Chris Paul and the Thunder don't play the Clippers because he knows about the secret tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're the Lakers for that <laughs> fact.
1: And up fairly, that wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, look, that's, that incident still cracks me up going back, looking back at that. That instant still cracks me up. And, and seeing uh, them talking about it on Inside the NBA with Chuck and Shaq and the, uh, I love that. Uh, you know what, Chris Paul, in fact, yeah, do that. Go find the secret tunnels and do this again. I definitely think you guys got a good shot. I mean, like you said, oh, yeah. you, Chris Paul, you know what he can do in the playoffs, and the guy's a veteran leader. One of the best point guards. And no doubt he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. You got Steven Adams. You got Shea. Young upstart point guard who's looking good and was doing amazing stuff out there before the season stopped. And so I think y'all are going to be good. Y'all are going to be fine. And like you said, you got a bunch of draft picks. You fleece the Clippers.
1: And these, you can say that Say that they got all these picks, and they we know they're going to be training them. You know, training up for different stuff. Especially they trade Chris Paul, Gallo, Gallo, everybody. Yeah. You know, but I think they're set in the stone. I
0: mean, at the I mean, they can use them on young players, or they can use them in like you know whoever the next superstar is that gets disgruntled. You know it. And trade those picks and then bring him there and hope that, you know, Steven Adams is still there and that Shea is an all star level point guard at that point. And in which case, you're probably feeling pretty good about that. Is if you find a way to bring a star level talent with all those draft picks you got, find some contracts that you can get off the books. You know, you know what? Have a, go draft uh, Le, Le, LeBronnie. There you go.
1: I love so that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd be uh that be special to get Brunny get Bronny Jr. But mm-hmm. there's so many good prospects prospects coming in the future. Oklahoma has time.
0: Like what those draft picks are set what in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, something like that. So y- y- y'all will be good. But uh, hey, it doesn't hurt to be good now. It doesn't hurt to be making the yeah. playoffs. <laughs> they but
1: they still are but they still are good now. Yeah. Uh, what you just said. Literally making the playoffs. Still got got a nice team to nice team to run with this year. And maybe could surprise. Maybe maybe an injury happens there too. I mean, it works out.
0: But uh yeah, man, I'm just excited to get the NBA back. We know we're getting this back. It's nice to know it's nice to have that clarification that this indeed is coming back. And uh I know you, me and several others are going to be ready to go July 31st.
1: Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure.
0: And just absolutely watch every game. I don't care if it's, if the teams that they brought in there, I don't care if the two worst teams are playing each other. Let's go. Let's watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we
1: recording every game. <laughs> exactly. And you won't begin the worst team. You're, you're literally getting the, getting the teams that are there to make playoffs. All the teams that are there are teams that possibly can make the playoffs or have made the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Cuz in the regular playoff format, it's eight and eight in each conference. That's only sixteen. They only added five more teams to that to that position. Yeah. And so you're finna get some good basketball. There won't be any terrible teams.
0: No, there won't. You know, like you're cutting out Atlanta, Golden State, all the teams that had trash records that are in the bottom of the conferences. So you're gonna be good. I point out to you if they get to that point where there's play-in in the West, where I it's gonna feel like that Nuggets Timberwolves game of a few years back, basically a play-in game, and like that was fun to watch. It, it, that's exciting, and so well, who knows if we'll get that this year? Preferably if it's eight seed. I hope we don't. I hope we're fine, and uh, I hope we don't have to play a play-in game. Because uh, it's not going to be good for me if I go, if I am going to have to watch a play in game and be worried if we're going to get knocked out. So I don't need that. But because I honestly feel like we fought hard for the playoffs. Nobody expected us to be there. I will say, people probably had expectations for the Pelicans. You know, depending on how the young players played and how Zion played. Yeah, but
1: like, but we know they're going to be a great team in the future with yeah with, with Lazo, Zion, Brandon Ingram. Like the young pieces, that that's like their core. That'd be their young core, anyways. Yeah. Be possibly. They could possibly be their big three.
0: It's possible.
1: And they had good. They had good side pieces like Favors, Jared uh, Favors, uh, JJ Reddick. They got some good veterans to go there.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Poss, possibly and possibly, and if the Lakers can stay in first place. If, if they do play Zion, though, I could see Zion winning one or two games, I prove.
0: Yeah. You know, I think they're going to be playing Zion a whole lot in, all, in a lot of these games, too, because, like you said, you, you got a whole lot of rest now. You're going to be good to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Charles, uh, talking about the NBA comeback was fun, and more importantly, getting to have a conversation about. What's going on in this country right now? What's been going on in this country? Uh, is very needed for anybody that's listening or just anybody in general to just have a conversation and talk about and get the conversation moving. Get the ball rolling. For
1: sure, for sure. And uh I appreciate
0: you, I appreciate it because when we you know, when you and me were texting about uh like I think I sent you and me were like what what's going on and we kind of got to talking about it is like it, you were like it'd be great if we can do a podcast talking about you know the year in general and what's going on right now something I'm glad we're able to do and something if we, we go back to you know if you got a platform use it and talk about it speak out about it it's been great having you on again and it's been great having you kind of uh, Talk about what's been going on as far as you as far as black people in this community and black people in the country and the world, and for the last four hundred years, and kind of been teaching us about all the systemic racial injustices that have been going on and uh not only do I appreciate it, but I know several others that listen to this podcast appreciate it,
1: oh yeah, for sure.
0: So, I think the last thing I want to get to is where you can donate money because a lot of that is like it goes back to the whole protesting and getting out of your house. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, uh, go sign petitions, go donate, go to George Floyd's family. Uh, his family started up a GoFundMe page, so you can go donate to that as well as David McT's, uh Go, his GoFundMe page for his mother and his family. Also, there's a the Minnesota Freedom Fund, Brooklyn Bail Fund, North Star Health Collective, and a Freedom Mall for Public Health. I uh, mentioned a couple sites earlier. The campaign Go to CampaignZero.com, the 8cantwait.org. Go check that out as well. Uh, if you can find any place to go donate money to help out, do it. If you can sign petitions to go out, uh, do it. Uh, That being said, Charles, again, thank you for coming on. I love you, brother. I'm with you. I can't wait to have you on again. Talk a little bit more about progress being made with these issues in coming podcasts. And if that time comes, I look forward to it. Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. Definitely. Always.
0: That's going to do it for this podcast, guys, on views and the entertainment channel. Hopefully this get you guys going to a conversation with black people you may know conversation going with your friends, family, uh, go find, again, go find a place to donate, go find a place to petition. If you don't necessarily feel like going out protest, you know, with COVID-19, a way you want to help out, do it. If you want to go out and protest, just a reminder to stay healthy, wear a mask, bring hand sanitizer, all that stuff. This has been a good podcast to be able to kind of sit back, talk about what's been going on this past week, but not just this past week, but for several years. Again, hopefully this starts off a conversation uh, with everybody you know, and uh, we can make some progress. So that being said, guys, thank you guys for tuning in, and talk to you next time.